for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What do you get when you take a crew of hunters from all walks of life, all shapes, ages, ethnicities, religions, and ability levels that have never hunted out? outside of New Mexico, have them buy OTC tags from Colorado and put them in a whole new place, competing with thousands of other hunters on the public lands of Colorado. What are the expectations, the realities, and what would be the outcomes? Well, y'all, you are about to find out just that. Today's show is part one live from the Elk Rose 2021 Elk Camp. Today we share all the adventures, the laughs, and the low points that we each had to deal with. There are a ton of learning moments along the way, and in true Elk Rose fashion, we share, teach, and hopefully help you learn from both our failures and our triumphs. What you are about to see is our last night at camp. After our traditional last night dinner at Picanye, fixed by Manano, who does an incredible job, we spend over two hours wrapping up our hunt, which we have divided into two parts that you'll be able to watch in the next or listen to in the next two weeks. Also, in addition to that, we will be doing a show afterwards covering things we learned while hunting OTC in Colorado, things that you won't want to miss. So. With that said, pull up a chair, adjust your volume just right, and welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunting, brought to you by ElkGrows.com, with your host, Gilbert Ornelas, and elk hunting coach, Joe Gilly. You want to hunt elk? They live to hunt elk. Their goal is to share with you what they have learned grinding it out for over 35 seasons, doing what they love. So come on into camp and set a spell. Welcome to Blue Collar Elk Hunters. Welcome 
to Colorado Elk Camp Elk Bros 2021. We're going to talk about tonight the ups, the downs, the ins and outs, what we learned, all of those details, and much more. We've got the legend R.C. Knox in the house. We got WWJGD. What would Joe Gillia do in the house? We got the Venezuelan Mafia in the house. Luis Gonzalez and Manano Alejandro Graterón. We got the Ninja Leroy Chavez and some special news about him this week for sure. And we got the Pennsylvania Cat Killer himself in the house, Brendan Houlihan. What's happening, guys? It's Elk Camp 2021. Can't believe it's already been a year since we were sitting on the Absolutely. same spot in same front of the spot. fire, man. Exactly. With but. us, no, this time. Guys, last year we were in New Mexico, had, I mean, knee deep of snow, you know, chasing bulls <laughs> everywhere, man. It was crazy. It was crazy. Joe and I was sleeping and the kid fell in on us and all kinds of stuff, man. Well, it fell in on Joe. I was asleep. But, I mean, serious business. This was totally different than we got to hunt last Absolutely. year. As everybody knows, most of the time we hunt in, in New Mexico and none of us drew. So, uh, well, I say none of us drew. Brendan did draw. Uh, and he was kind enough to forego having that tag and and uh, and let everybody hunt together over here. And so we all threw in. And I, I want to mention uh, there's a, there's one other guy that was in the group this week that's not here. Two, uh, two, two. Uh, that's right, two guys. We had the Flatlander himself, Mr. Cole Wilkes, and we have the CEO Rob was in the camp with us. He had a blast, Joe. I think uh, him and and uh, definitely Cole Wilkes earned their stripes this week. Cole Wilkes was an absolute savage in the Jeez. set, brother. So Cole's uh, headed east, and he's going to get into some bulls here in the next couple of days. Couldn't be with us for our podcast, but Cole, I can't thank you enough for all that you did for us here at the Elk Bros. Help me per- personally uh, do some stuff, and uh, you know he's just a tremendous hand, and uh, it's been a, a pleasure having him in, in having him in camp. Absolutely, yes, sir. Yeah, um, yeah. Cole, Cole's grade A. Absolutely. You know, and in fact, um, one of the people that you guys aren't meeting that wasn't with us at camp here because he's actually on his own hunt is is Eric Aragon. That's and right. Our other coach. These are yes. our two new coaches that you will see in the hunt wars. So they'll be they'll be doing the hunt wars here in in here in a few days actually. Right. They'll be down in New Mexico, um, down in the Zuni Mountains with uh, with the hunt wars teams and i'm real excited about that too yeah. no doubt yeah. uh joe will be doing his thing up a little north of those boys those guys down there will be leading the group at the hunt wars uh we're looking forward to really good things coming out of those guys uh i tell you what we'll just start it off you know joe we don't have, have any, you guys gotta understand there's nothing been scripted we're going straight off the cuff here tonight and you know it's been unbelievable drawing here and in, in coming to get in Colorado with over-the-counter tags yeah and what and what you guys need to know is is that this is the last night um, we just finished up our last night meal we have our last night fire uh, Manano served up again incredible picanha and yeah I mean it's just outstanding so you know um, you're in our elk camp this is it right here 
And, and we got fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. We got fire. Manano's happy. Manano got him a fire. He's happy like a pig in mud. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't go unleashed. I said pig in mud. <laughs> so, so, we're all pretty wore so out this too. is this is the last night of the hunt. Um, you know, we got here on, well, actually, we got here like on the 31st, you and myself and RC and, RC and Cole RC. and Chav and, yes, uh, and then the Mafia came in later. Brandon was actually here on the, yep. on the 31st Third as well. Yep. So it was Canalis and, you know, it was kind of important for us to get here, uh, two days ahead of time, uh, for a couple reasons. Number one, so that people could acclimate, right? right? Because sure. we had some guys coming from Lowland so they could acclimate. And the second reason was was to scout. Because where you're seeing us at, at right now, that's that's not where we started. No, we, we didn't. It was it was crazy. We went and scouted one area. <laughs> Joe went and scouted another. The day before opening day, we decide we're going to move camp. And we come over here and hunt it on the other side, huh, Joe? But Joe says, look, I think I found something. You guys need to come over and check it out. We decided we'd leave that camp, come over and hunt in another area, and uh, it's been fantastic, Joe. I think we made the right decision. We actually forego uh, half a day hunting so we could move our camp over here. And then listen, if you guys can't see it here, our camp's pretty elaborate system. There were nine guys here in camp with us, uh, and it's a pretty elaborate system. It's very well machine and. It was uh, it was not easy, but we were in and out and back over here in less than two hours. Forty-four minutes to break camp. That's right. After being all set up, yeah. Because one of the things that we made a priority and was for everybody to be mobile. And uh, Luis and Manano, Luis came. He's been working on a project on a on a trailer that you and your cousin put together yeah. there. I mean, it is unbelievable. This cat's meow. Um, yeah. You know, RC Knox pulled the the Taj Mahal. Uh, <laughs> for me, I am now I'm not worthy. I promise you. But it's just a horse trailer. It pays to have. It's a horse trailer. Just a horse trailer. What? It's not. It pays to have a legend in your back pocket. It pays to have a legend in your back pocket. It's been fantastic to stay in. Uh, Yours is a horse trailer. Mine is a pig trailer. <laughs> <laughs> so, so RC came with his his horse trailer. Um, Gilbert was staying with him. The mafia came with the the coolest rig ever. And I I have a feeling you guys might be seeing this rig for sale <laughs> for before too long. In and, production, yeah. And Chav and I, um, Elk Bros purchased a jumping jack trailer. And, uh, Very nice, too. Oh man, let me tell you, it uh, it is. Some, it well, Chad, what do you think, man? Oh, it was nice. <laughs> it's really nice, especially when you have a uh, what, what's it called, Mister Buddy, Mr. Buddy he Heater? Because <laughs> it got cold up here, and I don't know if we were all prepared for it. I sure was. <laughs> but I want to go back a little bit too. Is, is uh, Joe did a lot of uh, uh, east scouting. So he had uh, identified three different areas that we could pro possibly hunt, and uh, this is one of the. This is probably the third choice, right? We well, actually, the the three areas were way far. This 
we I identified areas within the areas. So we actually we had this area, we had another area north of here and another area there and within each of those there were hunt plans within there and so in this one that we were going to hit first we had multiple areas picked out and and I ended up driving an hour and a half to this one to check it out and the day before so then our goal was when I was like guys I really think this could be the place so we took our first day of hunting day one and we came over here and hunt scouted we all we yep. hit it in three sure different did. places, sure right? Did. Got close on day one. Oh yeah. So I mean, from day one, got super close, uh, and then you know it all started there. The education really started. You know, we talk up to our listeners all the time about you know we're going to practice what we preach. We all you know do it your, do it yourself and over the counter uh, tags. And we put our money where our mouth was this year, and uh, came over here in Colorado in an undisclosed area and uh, <laughs> came and listened. I mean, it was not easy. Uh, we grinded and grinded. You know, we talk about our grinders out there. We grinded and grinded all the way up to the to the last day today. Yeah. I mean, RC and I put over eight miles on our feet today, and up and down some mountains that you know we we just tried to make it happen. But as we started off, uh, I mean, it was evident that the elk were here, and but they weren't like we're used to you know it was right. very quiet joe and well actually in the beginning i felt like they they were talking a little bit in the very beginning well we had moisture then yeah too. because yeah. we had yeah. all, all that, that rain morning. and stuff that yeah. hit right and then all of a sudden we hit that hot dry spell Ooh. and things got real quiet yeah. right and uh and that's what's so cool is even when it got quiet so so that you guys know um right now we're we had we have bases loaded. In other words, uh, Manano came out on the front of the lineup and uh, and put down the first elk, <laughs> shot a, a cow. We'll, we'll hear all the stories here. Um, then, man, Gilbert, you know, Gilbert. Drop a hammer. <laughs> Gilbert puts it to it. and uh, 53 yards. And then I believe it was yesterday. Yesterday, yes. Luis. Um, Tagged out the mafia done. Uh, yeah, mafia done. himself. Luis called in his bull and killed it. I want you to know that this um this hunt has been multifaceted in a lot of ways, and and that is that you know we heard a lot of people that told us that you know you guys only hunt New Mexico, um, <laughs> you know you never hunt out of state and Colorado, TC. You got to bring your own rock to sit on. It's going to be really hard, and you know and and really, the only thing that we did was we made sure our base camp was mobile. That's right. And then once we decided we were going to be here... It, lay roots. It, yeah, we laid a little bit of roots down. Yep. Um, but we really didn't change our style. I mean, we still hunt. In fact, Cole, Cole, who is a backcountry hunter, yep. he's a backpacker, and... And Cole was just like, you know, he's like, Blown wow, away. This, yeah, this yeah. is so different. And he said, yeah. you know, but it was really cool for him to see that side of it. And he, yeah, he ate well. <laughs> <laughs> Look, when you come to Elk Camp uh, here with Elk Bros, the mafia is the bomb. They're going to cook uh, the whole week you're here. So, I mean, the boys love to do it. They're also two of the hardest working guys I've ever been around. So 
got to thank you guys for what y'all put in this week because it was yeah. epic. Absolutely. Absolutely freaking epic what these guys did this week. Really it's our pleasure. Yeah. You know, and when, when I say that this was multifaceted, um, from my standpoint as, as a coach, as somebody that's worked with all these guys other than RC, who's RC's been one of my buds and mentors for a lot of years, and Chav over there who's been my buddy by my side, but everybody else is people that have come to camp that we've worked with and you know uh gil and you and i've hunted together for 12 years now yes sir and and luis and manano luis is six years manano five years um and i think you've been a total of i mean because you had a year with us before that this as is, well yes, so it's four better. years four, right, right? Yeah. and um <clears throat> you know chav and i this is our 39th season wow. <laughs> together wow. and uh that's special joe couple lifetimes and and rc was yeah. actually <laughs> rc gave me my first guide job believe yeah, that awesome. and I, I don't think most people know that but yeah. rc gave me my first guide job yeah. look I, I can't say enough about rc knox i mean we call him the legend the real cowboy i mean straight up uh guy shows up with a daggum horse treasure to stay in but listen i mean the guy understands elk like there is no business i gotta say you know I, i've hunted with rc when i first started out with the legendary carl gamage with custom hunting services and R, uh, rc was carl's head guide who kind of handled all that stuff between the guides but um when rc first met me i weighed about 320 pounds and you know i couldn't even walk a flat road much less up and down mountains well, we gave him hell today didn't oh we, brother? boy yeah. yeah and and i learned a little bit of calling along the way so rc's kind of been stepped out of the group for the last two or three years and he showed up and he said all right big boy they tell me you can call and get up and down these hills let's see what you got so he said i'm gonna let you make the plan we're gonna go execute it and see how it does so i can i you know having a guy like that in your hip pocket who's got that kind of wisdom who understands elk, elk behavior. I mean, he eats, sleeps, and drinks it. Um, it was a special time for me to be able to re reconnect with RC and, and be able to hunt with him and, and that, on the mountain. It's the same here, too. I really, yeah. And I was, uh, it was a pleasure meeting you oh, yeah. um, in person. One of the best yeah. men you'll ever meet in your life. You know, we've, yeah. we've, we've met RC uh, on the podcast and uh, you definitely lived up to the expectations of, the, of really? RC the legend. So, if, if you see you know, us looking chewing, forward to hunting, hunting with you guys. If yeah. you see us chewing on stuff here, we have some of our grinders send us some Trapistine caramels. The no Trapistine caramels. And uh, so from Dubuque, uh, Iowa. Dubuque, Iowa, They're and uh, we're we're enjoying these puppies. We Ooh. saved them for this occasion there, and um, there are dessert. I, I told, yeah. I, I tried to tell everybody. They're no good, and they'll make you sick. Don't eat any of them. I'll, I'll take care of them. But, but uh, maybe listen. In RC and, and Gilbert, that that experience, that was one of the facets. You know, when uh, and and I want to say, you know, Chad brought up the scouting. Yes. But actually, Cole Wilkes and I came out here in July. Mm, yes. And, and RC did too. Uh, RC came out one time yeah. and checked yeah. out mm -hmm. on on his own. Mm. And Cole and I came out in July for three days and. The whole goal of that scouting trip was really just to look at the land, the lay of the land, get an idea where moisture was, and, and develop those three areas. And, and then we put the rest of the plan from there. And, you know, uh, so that had happened. But as far as putting this together, I, you know, I, 
I think about a lot of this stuff and I think about every one of these people as individuals and them being successful and what it would take for them to be successful and then have the experience. Well, I wanted this connection to happen again because this was the first, this was your first guide. 100%. And I, RC Knox. I, and RC, this is the first time RC has hunted with us in 12 years. Is that right? About been that, probably, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, it's probably oh, 10 years, 10, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, probably 10 years. So it's so good to have him back and wanted that to happen. And then um, I wanted Brendan and and this group, I wanted this guy to go ahead and take the reins with his calling because Gilbert, hunch out, has just... Oh, yeah, Gilbert's come up to master class and... Put on a show. And Luis, not far behind. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was the other that was the other cut in the facet yeah. was last year we were talking about a friend of mine that came up into uh, New Mexico for the first time and, and killed an elk and Luis was like so impressed like he's like oh, man I could have never done that and I was like yeah you could you're ready and and uh, look this hunt really was about graduation. Well, if he don't know it, he should now, son. Because I'm going to tell you right now, yeah, yeah. a cat called his own bull in, and it's called Mini Elk in this week, and has done a phenomenal job. The mafia came and showed out just like we knew they would. They're Absolutely. hard workers. They put the miles on their feet. How many miles this week, Luis? Uh, probably over 60. 60 um, miles. 60 plus. Son, how do you not have a, how do you not have opportunities when you keep bringing yourself in the middle of things well like there that. was even there was even a day and this was what you know when i watch these guys i mean manano's become a slayer manano always brings us out of the gate and he, and you know he just <clears throat> incredible in the woods so and sad. now that he's gained some elk knowledge <laughs> and he's actually he surprised us he's calling a little bit call now. Too, call bro. Yeah, call 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 it's coming along yeah. Yeah. or you know what you have that soloist and yeah. getting down in the truck yeah, and everything oh, and that's the other thing we debuted the soloist everybody you know was utilizing mm -hmm. that soloist yeah. so yeah. that that was pretty cool but you know Manana was doing that and Luis um well, look it it i divided it up so it was all about everybody getting it done it wasn't about me guiding it wasn't about me being the crutch it wasn't about me being the person that's saying what's going to happen on that day i backed out of the picture and let you guys step forward and you were awesome, awesome. brendan today called a cow in on his 15 own yards and right. you know uh, about had that shot there too i mean you've actually gone out twice and brought animals in yeah right mm -hmm. so yeah, i mean times, to me actually. look i don't mm -hmm. i did not punch my tack yeah there's still some days here to go but it didn't matter to me because mm -hmm. there was even another story and it's that guy down there yeah buddy um, i told y'all we had something special in mind here it comes <laughs> The yeah. ninja, you know, the ninja struck, struck like lightning, boy. I mean, everywhere Chav went, the elk followed. He was oh, like yeah. the elk magnet. We should all just went and sat with Chav. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You know what I mean? like twin. Well, yeah. You know, uh, Chav. You know what? What were your thoughts coming out here with 
You know, you guys, I, if you've kept it w up with us, a year ago this guy wasn't walking. Yeah. And uh, he came into elk camp last year on the last day um, with a walker and uh, got to eat dinner with us and freeze his butt off. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Almost as cold as it is right now, huh, Chef? Oh, and, yeah, uh, way more. It was way cold. Way more. Coldest and, night. And we have on video, you're going to see it. You guys are going to see it on video that, you know, he could not still go through the mountains like, you know, like he wants to. But where there's a will, there's a way. And tell us about that, that way, Chef. Well, it, it, it started, first of all, with the uh, e-scouting and having Joe and Cole and R.C. come early. You know, they uh, looked at a spot on the map that looked like it could uh, be a waller, and it was. And uh, I believe Cole set up a, a blind for right. me. Uh, Louise bought a blind. They set it up. And I uh, didn't have to walk very far, but I actually got into the forest, which, you know, uh, last year and the year before that, uh, I never thought I'd ever do it again. And uh, it was a good location. I, I think I saw probably more elk than... <laughs> Everybody, I mean, within shooting range, and, and of course my shooting range is between 30 and 40, and uh, we always talk about the successes, but uh, just like everybody else, sometimes you'll hit something and you won't recover it, and uh, going into the, just backtracking a little bit, going into the blind, somebody had to carry my bow, and sometimes my backpack. And we got there real early, so it was like freezing in the morning, so I needed extra clothing. But uh, just being out in the forest was, was amazing. That's good. And I was able to uh, connect on a bull. We couldn't find it. And when you have RC Knox and uh, Mr. Big O over here with the Hawkeyes and Joe Gillia and Cole Wilkes, when you got the best trackers in the country, and uh, they followed it for what about 800 yards, maybe? Yeah, yeah a long way. So at that point, it, it became apparent that that this elk is gonna uh, live a little bit longer, and we may see him next year again. So uh, I was able to continue my hunt. But when I did shoot it, uh, that uh, I guess that was right. No, I was at 310. I remember. Yeah. yeah. I sent everybody a text. Uh, after that, I had another. Two bulls come in uh, at separate times that were that were bigger and closer, but I had already, I had already taken my shot, so uh, that was an experience. But I really owe a lot to everybody here because at one time or another they either picked me up or helped me take stuff to the to the blind, and uh, it wouldn't have been po uh, possible for me to hunt any other way right now. So I'm just crossing my fingers and hoping for the best for for next year, but. It was an amazing experience for me. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, I think everybody can be in agreement. Cole Wilkes, Rob Canales as well, the CEO. It was it was apparent that if Chav could get a shot off, it would make the trip for everybody. And I promise you, I'd trade anything I had going for us to put my hands on that bull, Chav. We, uh, Joe, myself, and R.C., and uh, Cole, we we exhausted ourselves. Yeah, they trying spent, to find. Spent half and, a day tracking yeah. and, and uh, for going sure. all over that area. And, and listen, uh, for everybody that knows, if you bow hunt long enough, some of these things are going to happen. Chad made a, Chad made a great shot. The bull actually took a step. Uh, you know, inadvertently he took a step, and maybe even stumbled. He was in that marsh, 
and uh, you know the arrow went a little bit back we think and so I think that bull is going to be fine uh, I think we'll see him again next year Jeff but he had an epic time in there every time he come back to camp he got more video of bulls than anybody's ever even seen so, yeah. you know? <laughs> so I, I, I want to say something if I may and uh, you know I, I seen the videos <clears throat> of Chav walking towards the blind and uh, you know super happy to see that uh, but this morning uh, I followed the man into the blind, <laughs> and I just want you all to understand see. that, um, you know, it's being underplayed. The truth <laughs> of the matter is that was a hard ass that walk. hike <laughs> to straight that, up to that blind is not, not an easy walk. No. It's got an uphill, and if you see Chav going up that hill, man, with yeah, it's inspirational, brother, and I want you to know that. Uh, um, just watching you go up there, and uh, the willpower and the soul that you have, and the ability to just show us all as an example yeah. of the things that we complain in life are meaningless when uh, when we see stuff like that. So, oh, thank you. my level of respect and admiration for you just went twofold. This yeah, you just, just, in, you just didn't when see my downhill. <laughs> when I went in there the other night to look for that daggum bull, I told Jeez. Joe. I told Joe. I said, "Freaking Chav's a savage! Look how look at it! I mean, I'm about to die going in there up and down, up and down." And uh, yeah, Chav, super inspirational. You know, uh, Chav's been on my hip for many, many years. First year, I hadn't had him with me. You know, except for last year. I mean, he was battling and battling to get back. We had him at camp last year at the end of camp. But Chav's <clears> been <throat> with me for many, many years. Helped me hone some of my skills for sure. Give me a little bit of that ninja love. And uh, I'm, I'm telling you, we're so happy to have you back, Chav. And uh, back slinging arrows and uh, making them out quiver. Mm -hmm. That's for sure, brother. <laughs> we love you, man. Yeah. Great job this week. Yeah, Great you. job. And that, Thank all of you. That, um, you know, when Luis talks about inspiration and stuff like that, I can I can tell because Luis is a different person today than he was six years ago that I met. And, uh, I mean, I think him and Manano, uh, you know, this Well, week, he's okay, Joe. He's, he's still the same. He's still the same. <laughs> yeah, the same thing. He's getting but worse. I, I, I can remember a time, though, when this guy wouldn't want to get out of bed. And, uh, you know, there were days that you just didn't. I mean, there's hump days, man. There's days yeah. that are really, really hard. And there was a day that I saw that he hit, and he looked pretty exhausted. And uh, I was like, dude, just catch a nap for tomorrow. And he said something. It's funny when you hear your own words send back to you you know yeah, yeah. and he said you know he said oh, i can't kill him from camp and exactly. it was back out man and it paid off you know it all sure that yeah. all that time paid off and, and you know everybody contributed this week you know the cool thing was everybody bouncing stuff one off, off one off another and you know he came to me and said get beto you know what what do you think i ought to do i said well it was very evident from the get-go the mafia had found a little core group of elk that were running around and I told him, I said, listen, I've breaking, have broke this down the whole time with me fishing a new lake, right, where how I attack that. And that's helped me tremendously. So I told 
uh, Luis and Manano, I said, listen, you don't leave elk to find elk. It's the same thing with fishing. Don't leave fish to find fish. I said, y'all go back up there, <laughs> knock this deal out of the park, and let old Big O know where they're hanging out, because I'm coming. Because <laughs> I'm coming. Me and the posse's coming with me. You know, we're, we're coming up there. So and We did, man. Every day we came back. Yeah. I mean, we shared know, information I, a lot. I gave Joe, hey, this 100%. is this is the track. I mean, yeah. I on the app, I you, yeah. I would track yeah. the whole hike. Yeah. And then say, this is the area that, that we cover, and and every day we'll just share that info. Um, there was a couple times the elk bros were in one area, and we had bulls confused about which way to go, Joe. Yeah. You know, we had yeah. Cole, we had you and Cole above <laughs> me and RC, and we're calling a bull down, and y'all are calling him off of us. You know. I, I was actually had gone out by myself, hiked into an area. I was down in the bottom. You guys were up towards the right. Cole was up above you towards the left, <laughs> and we had three that bull bulls screaming. Come here from Sikkim. And yeah, I mean it was it was crazy, man. Those <laughs> bulls didn't know what to do. And and what was interesting was I'm down in the bottom and I'm hearing these bulls, and I'm like. One of them bulls sounds like Cole Wilkes. <laughs> you know, and then you guys were like, well, one of those bulls sounds like Joe Gillian. Yeah. And, yeah. and then Cole, Cole says, Gilbert, you and Joe's chuckle sounds exactly alike. I said, well, the cat's been training me for the last 10 years. They all sound something well, similar. It, that's what's funny, too, because I got to listen to this guy calling, man. And it's so funny because, you know, it's kind of like my so daughter. Like when cat. When, What's that? He sounds like a cat. <laughs> <laughs> at, least, at least I sound more cat. <laughs> and, and I'm listening to him, and it's like the same rhythm, the same style yeah, as as, as yeah. what I do, you know. And it's it, it's, it's so funny. It's a copycat. Yeah, a copycat. <laughs> it's like I told you, I'm you know I'm the splash of your sponge, stat, you know. Because yeah. <laughs> it's like sponge. I've been, you know, we've been hunting with you, Manano and I, for five years. You know, uh, yeah. normal intelligence will catch up on that. That's why Manano's still kind of working on it, <laughs> trying to figure out. <laughs> yeah, but he did a really good job this Trump week with his cow call. No, I mean, absolutely. I, I, heard, I heard him, and I know you did too. And, and we talk yeah. a lot of a noise about one another, but these two cats have complimented each other so so well this week, and they're very sharing with their knowledge about what they were seeing, <clears> which keyed me in to something that I learned extremely quickly was number one when you get to an area it's really important for you to know the road systems Absolutely. you know we for for me you know I'm in shape round is a shape okay uh, but these cats are <laughs> tremendously in shape go up and down mountains like crazy what was really instrumental for us was being able to get up to these ridge tops and run these ridge tops because that's where the dadgum elk were yeah. right and if you can get up there without having to hike four miles before you get to the top you, you pretty well burn out and the elk beat yeah. you up there you know yeah. Oh, yeah. so for us it was about man i stayed up several hours every night trying to map out these little roads where they were going by use of base mapping on x i ain't gonna lie you both of them and the the satellite images and i finally figured out that next time when we come to a new body of water or land we're gonna find out the road system just like we do boat lanes and everything else when we're on the water right, right. so right. this was something that helped rc and i a lot by being able to get to the top and start early in the morning right in their bedroom you know and these these elk definitely were uh pressure got to these elk quick sure. because there was a lot of people here and uh i think the heat 
in the midday really pushed them to wanting to go to water and stuff like that, which we capitalized on on our hunt, RC, right? Well, but there's, right. there's, there's something that is kind of important to note is that we were finding elk that people were driving by, yep. and we were finding elk at a certain elevation, elevation. level as well. That's right. So <clears throat> it's like once you discovered what that elevation level was, you were actually able to get into those critters. Now that elevation level might change in three days mm -hmm. because, because it got drier, pressure, right? Pressure. And because pressure. of the pressure. But yeah. here's the thing that I want everybody to realize. You know, there's an area that we were hunting that was down lower. And everybody's like, well, the elk are out of there because of the pressure. Well, I want you to remind, I want to remind you of something. Chav kept seeing them in that area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's, but, you know. Chav had water. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and, Chav had water, and, and Chav is a little higher if you go in what, there and look. But what I'm saying is, is that area right there was hunted by a lot of people, For and sure. it seemed like nothing was talking, like there was no elk in there, but he was seeing the elk. So my point is... Yeah. Sometimes just because they don't respond, they're there. You think don't mean they're not there. You That's right. Was tip, something that tipped me off was that the day that we packed your elk down, uh -huh. him and I got to the mule. By the time we got to the mule, we saw two cows and a calf coming down at our level where the mule was into the park right. and then just kind of running on the side of the, of the bottom of the of the of the hill of the why mountain. you why you think that was so they're 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 getting the pressure exactly. but instead of going up they actually came down sure and so that, that people were driving by people them. were right. driving by yeah. and and so and then and then with regards to the elevation i mean this year manano and i just noticed every day we were seeing them exactly at 10,600 feet. Yep. Exactly at 10,600 feet. So the the following days we started kind of getting, so the first three, four days, by we the time walk, we got to yeah. that altitude, it was incredible, it was clockworks. Sure. It was, we would had encounters or hear them or spook yep. them or something, yep. but we'll, or we'll, be into, we'll, we'll be into elk. And then, yeah. and then as as the days pass and we continue to kind of walk that altitude, uh, that ridge, we realize, hmm, something has changed here. Yeah. Something has shifted, and that's when we reverted back to, okay, let's let's think about where's where's the whole group seen elk, and you know, where's the kind of the common area, okay. where has the kills taken place, how are they behaving, and. Highway. And that's when we started we're talking about, you know, Manano had an idea, so how about we go to this side and, you know, just lower elevation, but we haven't covered this area, which is another great thing to do. I, I, I tracked all of our tracks every day. Yeah. So when I opened my, my, my applications, I knew exactly where I had been, what I have I covered and what I hadn't covered. Yes. So... If you look at, at my maps now, it's, <laughs> it looks like, it's crazy. Like, it looks, it looks like, like a, a spider web. Yeah. But then it just kind of helps you not to waste time on areas that you know that, you know, that did have sign, that didn't have sign, yep. and, uh, and optimizes your hunt to where it's like, okay, let's look at this area. And so the e-scouting portion doesn't end before the hunt. Right. It, right. it, it, it continues, continues during, during the hunt. hunt. Yes. Yeah. 
I think that's what we did better than anything Absolutely. was sh number one share, share information, and then always scouting while you're hunting for oh, the yeah. next day for what we keyed in on. You know, it was real evident when those bulls would come in to chat. They weren't talking. He right. didn't even know they were coming in. They didn't say a word when no. they went mm -hmm. those walls. Not completely one. Silent, huh? Not completely even the cows. Silent. Completely, completely silent. silent. So yeah. we knew that by even watching that, we knew number one the heat and the pressure has gotten to these elk and it's got them shut up a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. We did have a few bugles, like RC and I had one this morning. That was an encounter that we'll talk about for sure. But at the end of the day, we learned so much every day as we went forward. You know? Manano and I were talking, you know, we talked every day about, it's like, man, it's just trying to figure it out, right? right. And then, um, so we kind of uh, had to adapt. And and so one day we tried one technique. Yeah. The other day we tried a different technique. Yeah. And we can talk about it, you know, as we as we kind of While tell our stories, sure. right? But uh, it was like, at the end of the day, we just kind of landed on something that seemed to be working, which was, we call it the hybrid. Right. <laughs> and then we can, again, when, when we tell the story, um, we can we can explain a bit further and what, what that is. It's, I was telling Joe, is like, you you get the foundation right i mean we got the foundation from joe from you from the elk bros right and uh, and the and base camp okay with that knowledge now you have to adapt depending on the situation right and then maybe make it your own depending on what you're seeing and what you're not seeing your style may be slightly different but the foundation Stream, that, like yeah, you said man. at the beginning of the podcast, the yeah. formula is still there yeah. and it, it still yields results. Grinders tuning in, thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Podcast. Our goal is to share our knowledge and help you flatten that learning curve so that you too can have some of the very same incredible experiences that have given all of us here at Elk Bros a lifetime of memories. If you like what you hear or see, you can get all of this information plus so much more from our Basecamp Elk Hunting Training Camp, the first in a series of online courses from our Blue Collar Elk Academy. Our Basecamp Training Camp allows me to use my coaching style and share almost 40 years of elk hunting experiences successfully hunting elk on public lands as well as over 20 years guiding hunters of all ages and experience levels. This course will be like nothing you have ever experienced in concept and structure using success-based coaching techniques that will elevate your confidence and skill sets. Our camp will prepare you specifically from that final moment most in your control, those final minutes or seconds the elk is in front of you, backwards through each step and level, allowing you to see, visualize, understand, and relate every coaching point to what lies ahead, the next step, the next thought process, the next success. Because, y'all, you've already been there. You know what it looks like. By tapping my 30 years of teaching and coaching experience, our camps are developed considering multiple learning modes with text, visuals, audio, as well as video. And Basecamp will benefit those new to elk hunting all the way to the 10 to 15 year vet. So if you are looking for that one thing to help you fill that tag this year, invest in the most important piece of equipment there is, you and your elk hunting knowledge. 
You can find the Blue Collar Elk Hunting Academy and the Base Camp Training Camp at elkbros.com. That's E-L-K-B-R-O-S dot com. Keep dreaming of the screaming, believing in achieving, and most of all, keep grinding. Well, well, what happens too is you bring a special skill set or a physical ability or a lack of a physical ability. So, you know, uh, Gilbert and RC are going to hunt differently. Yes. But that doesn't mean it's any more less effective. Correct. Than you two are or mm-hmm. what I am because I have a hearing issue. Mm-hmm. So I have to change that. Or the way Chav did it because of his, his physical, physical ability, ability. Yeah. but made the best of it. And Brendan realized the same thing. He was like, well, now it's dry, man. They're coming to water. So. Yeah. He's over at water doing his calling and stuff there, where Chad wasn't doing any calling and staying silent. So you're going to see a gamut of techniques right here within this group. Yeah, and and, and even Brendan overcoming, he he putting his camp up, he sprained his ankle and swallowed out like a daggum grapefruit. And he still, you know, I mean, look, he put the work in to try and rehab that thing, get it back right. And in a day and a half, he's back in the woods hunting and calling elk in. I mean, you know, he called his first bull in he's ever called. And I mean, the whole nine yards, he's been doing real good ever since. So, And and we did have a greenhorn here. You know, we had Rob here for his very first hunt. And he was phenomenal. And you know that our our camp is a lot like <clears throat> our styles of hunting. Yeah. Because if you take a look at this camp, I mean, it's diverse. You know, it's so diverse. And yeah. then you know you had Cole who was in his Flatlander rig yep. um, that he developed himself. I mean, he has everything on his truck so that he can live inside that truck with that motorcycle, and, and he's good to go. And yeah. and then you had Rob who had that backcountry. You know, uh, mentality. Tent, like, yeah. yeah, it's like, it's like one of those those uh, lightweight type tarp tents. Stay up on a daggum glacier. Yeah, yeah. You know, for real. I mean, he was ready for backcountry. He was um, the way he was. But yet he came here and he got to try that equipment. It looked so cool. Our camp looked really phenomenal. And then you, you got know? my nano that got the five star room right on the yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he got the he got the horse stall. So oh, yeah. Geez. So RC has a, a horse trailer. It's. Yeah, a little it's, more it's than a horse trailer, yeah. but it has a it has a stall in the back, and of course he Hold put our water. horse in it. More like the mule. Yeah. And, and Brendan is tented out here yeah. as yeah. well, mm-hmm. um, but you know it, it. That's what I mean. The styles and just because they're different, because you bring unique qualities to it. It's it's taking and making that an advantage. You know, Chav um, is no way he's going to go out there and put miles on, but he took advantage of the elk's tendencies, where they were going to come, and, dude, I mean, th- if that booger doesn't take a step, yeah, you know, we've got four bulls, you know, we've got yeah. four elk now. Yeah. That's right. You know, right. so, uh, I mean, coming to Colorado, have never been here, um, with all the pressure that it has and used the formulas that we use and, and got it done. And, and there was so much learning that was going yeah. on. And, and let me tell you, sitting back from the back watching you guys and listening um, was such pleasure for me. And, you know, it's cool because, like I said, this is a graduation because I'm no longer the guy. 
I am now the master. I'm, <laughs> I'm, we are now just a group of hunters. Yeah, is what we are, and that's that's so cool. It's so cool. It makes me so so proud of, of all of that. Well, you know, I I was bound and determined to. R.C. Knox, for people that don't know, R.C. Knox was my first elk guide that I had when I hunted with Carl Gamage. And R.C. Knox called in a lot of bulls for me, and I passed on a lot of bulls that R.C. Knox called in. <laughs> and I, I made him promise me this week, if I call a bull in, you can't pass on him. He goes, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, you better call me a big one in. <laughs> so uh, one of the first nights that we, we hunted together, I called in a, a big old bull for him, and you know, sometimes it just don't work out, but I, it it did so good for me to be able to return you the favor. Have that, yeah. Have that, yeah. Uh -huh. Reciprocated. I, you know, if I could call, you know, I've called bulls in for Brendan and, and and for Chav and and for you and 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 now to have one of the, my favorite guys in the world that I could get to home. I mean, this guy's a legend when you talk about elk hunting and when you talk about cowboys. I want people to know that this cat is one of the best elk hunters I've ever been with. And to be able to call a bull in for him, the only better thing that could have happened is we could have sealed that deal that oh, night because yeah. it was. Yeah. It was epic, and and listen, it was you pretty guys, far from the truck, though. Yeah, it was pretty far from the truck, but <laughs> you got to understand something. We went up that mountain, and we saw somebody else up that mountain, and uh, their bike was there, and we ended up calling each other in to a situation. And uh, we who would have thought that there's forty thousand acres, Joe, and me and you start in a central location and end up right in the middle of it together, right? Yeah. I mean, that just goes to show you about how I hunt my style it mimics a lot what joe does i'm not as fast or as efficient at moving through the woods but the calling techniques and everything are are spot on and I, i'm proud of that and rc knox oh, yeah. to have have validation from a guy like rc meant the yeah. world to me this week and in yeah. our we'll talk about it again but rc pretty much empowered me all week to set our hunt plan right and let's let's go try and get it done you know so to have that kind of confidence coming from him joe meant meant the world to me oh, yeah. so how, how well, many how many bulls do you have mr rc <laughs> he don't uh, like on, to talk your numbers on your books. Uh, it's 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 a lot. <laughs> <laughs> well, when, yeah. you, when you count all the people you've guided all around. And, and everything mm. like oh, that. It's probably so, hundreds. Yeah. It's in the hundreds. It's yeah. in the big time hundreds. So what did you think, yeah. RC? The big time hundreds. What did you think, RC, when you heard the oh, he big did. old calling? Oh, he, I was I was impressed. Amazing. I mean, I, mean, I, was, I was like, wow. It, He's really come a long, come a long, long ways way. from where we yeah. first started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. It, you know, so it, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was rekindling or yes, sir. what they say or, and uh, just had a, a great time and um, just, you know, it's uh, one of those things, you know, you, you hope that you can keep on doing it. You know, me and Chad are going to be 70 here pretty quick and, you know, we're still out here, you know, yeah, so... It's I hope I'm is in good a shape and still out here chasing elk when I'm 72, Joe. Yeah, yeah. and you know uh, to put well, it, if that you, in. If you continue to eat like you're eating, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm telling you right this now. This guy that, says all that and then he pours yeah. that food down my neck. <laughs> 
<laughs> Please eat me one more piece of meat, Beagle. <laughs> Just one more, Beagle. He's such a bad influence. He's like, oh, yeah. Beagle, have a drink. Beagle, language. Beagle, eat me. my inspiration. And then he's like, hey, you're not going to live if you keep eating like that. <laughs> oh, man. What a guy, huh? Karma, it's going to come back around. Yeah. I'm going to tell, uh, tell you right now, who needs friends when you got enemies like that? But to put it in perspective, you know, Rob Knauts came to this camp. Not with, knowing a soul. Not, not knowing, you know, anybody. Now, he got to do a little WhatsApp stuff with us a Did little bit before the hunt. Stuff, and he um, fit right in. And he jumped right into that. And, you know, when he left here, he was like addicted and he's like the time i had with these people he said i couldn't have had a better introduction because he just loved the group and and guys i mean we are who we are and you know you're in our elk camp right now this is it and this is this has been our total inspiration for our podcast in fact uh i i don't know if i told you guys but uh um, you know, thank you everybody for reviews, and, but we got a review this uh, this last week, um, and and I appreciate the review. I don't, it doesn't matter if it's good, bad, ugly, or That's whatever. Right. Um, but in the review, the guy said, you know, y'all jabber too much. He said that they talk back and forth and have a good time and BS and everything like that. And and then once I get to the content, it's really really great content, and. The only thing I'll tell you is, is this. We do that podcast because we get to relive Elk Camp in that podcast. We get to actually be together when we're not together. And that's important to us. And if you guys are going to enjoy that part of it, that's up to you. But it ain't going away because we are who we are. And this is about... when you listen to our podcast, it is just that. It's Elk Camp. There's going to be a bunch of BS. There's going to be a bunch of laughs. And then there's going to be some learning By that's going to happen. Well, and, and can I chime in on that? Yeah, Jack? sure. It's, like, I'm not a, a normal podcast member, right? But mm-hmm. Like, when I listen to it, it just it brings me here. Yeah. yeah. You know, I might be driving to work or I might be driving somewhere. I might be out exercising, you know, and have the podcast on and i'm just smiling and laughing like an idiot just because it's in my airpods right Right. um yeah it's like it's like i'm here you You know know, it's funny because cole cole wilkes said when he first started listening to us he was like dang man these guys where's the content and then he was like and then i started listening to what was going on in the show and he said next thing i know man it was like i felt like one of the guys i was there at elk camp and he says that's now one of my favorite parts because i get to know everybody through that and, right right and and you do we are who we are so you know uh i i thank whoever sent that uh uh who Good sent that review. review um it's spot on yep. because the, for the first half hour for the first uh, 45 minutes, it could be 20 minutes, could be 45 minutes, depending on if we have guests that come and join us to jabber. Um, but I got news for you. If you listen to our, even in our jabber, there's stuff to learn. For sure. You know, uh, for within sure. that. And, 
you know, we get to talk about products and different things that we're working on, and we just get a chance to, to be together. That's right. So, yeah. um... Luis and Manano get to argue a little bit. Yeah, yeah. everybody that's loves when the mafia that's bags on one another. When, no they, when, 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 when I'm right and he's wrong. <laughs> and then I realize that when I'm not there, Beto introduced Luis like the leader of Venezuela mafia. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Nobody that. else knows. Nobody either. knows what nobody talks about. Yeah. And, and our show is edited, by the way. <laughs> um, because of what? And it's edited for a reason. Uh, because we try to keep our show as PC. much family oriented yeah. as possible we want your Kids. sons and daughters to learn from it and i'm sure manana would like tomas to learn from it one day <laughs> <laughs> they will learn good stuff. we got good things to tell tomas oh, yeah. about his papa uh, yeah. yeah all i can say is it's a good thing anna's in the house there to keep some things yeah. straightened Old out leash. man that's <laughs> yeah. i like to go unleashed yeah he likes to go unleashed and so yeah and it's a fact. So we do some editing in there. We have a good time together. And, uh, and I tell you what, we've had Bless. we've yeah. had a blast for sure. It's been amazing. For yeah. where it just started out, two guys really talking about elk hunting, and then here we go. You know, we the Venezuela Mafia has been spawned out of that. The legend RC Knox has jumped back in the fold. We got the Ninja, and, and, and everybody knows our, our fearless leader here, WWJGD. <laughs> what would Joe Gillia do? I mean, absolutely fantastic. Joe, let's get into the content. Let's do let's it. Let's let the Mafia lead us off and tell us about their epic hunt. The first guy on base, man. First, first guy, guy on so base. Here we go. Yeah, was, yeah. Two Just years there. in a row, Manano shoots out of the gate. Yeah, what, was, what was the Wrong. Oh, no, no. Let's let's put the facts. <laughs> we keep doing this crap. This is how wrong information gets diminished. That's not true. I killed the first bull last year. First bull last year? The spike. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, my, bad. my bad, my you bad, know, my bad. This is my gotta, bad. You know, my bad. We can't do this. Then this guy's head gets big, and he thinks he's the leader of the Venezuelan mafia. Correct. You know, it's just this, this is how crap gets. That's true. This, you know, That's misinformation true. gets out there. I stand correct. I'm not wrong very often, but I am wrong this time. I promise you. All I know is on Instagram, man. Everybody was like, you know, we we've heard this argument all year. Who's the leader? Who's the leader? And they were like. <laughs> Well, <laughs> Manano came out first, yeah. right? Truth, truth be known, Wrong. Luis said Wrong. for the day Manano could be the leader of the Venezuelan box. Is that not true? I did. Ah, I okay. Did. I did. I gave him one day. One day. Yeah. <laughs> and then he took it back. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you got to remember too that uh, I was even capable of harvesting the first elk last year, even after Manano trying to interrupt. This whole situation. It wasn't on purpose. Just because he didn't want me to get the first. No, no, it wasn't. He was throwing so rocks at him the whole time. My wife, so. yeah, on the phone while on a set, talking to the wife. Well, Monado let us off ahead, this brother. year, though, yeah. brother. Go ahead. Well, we have a, an incredible hunt, and uh, I wanted to thank you all, guys, uh, for having us here and. Uh, Having I mean, us, this, this is your, this is your, know, we're but, all uh, elk bros We here, argue brother. too much, so from time to time we're not getting kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Just to rest a little bit from us. So, we got a, an amazing time together. Uh, I really enjoy to go out with Luis uh, alone with our master, Joe Giglia. <laughs> so, uh, we have a, a the first, the second day, right? We got a... a an amazing time in the woods. Uh, we went to the uh, Little Ridge, and uh, once we got 
to the top, we heard some, uh, you know, steps and stuff. And uh, my my dear friend called up a cow for me. So we were working that cow like 45 minutes. Yes, sir. And, uh, he, and, he, and he, when you say working it, explain that. Well, he was he was throwing uh, cow calls and and bugles and breaking branches because. At that point, we, we we didn't get to see what it was, uh-huh. either a bull or a cow. Uh, I saw something running, like uh, in a really thick area. So and and, and if I may interrupt, real no, quick. you you don't may you can't you don't need to understand. You know, Manana's my brother, and I love him. Okay, no, and, don't cry. And uh, yeah. I won't. I won't get emotional again. But it's okay. it's been an emotional trip. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, we argue left and right, but there's no way that Manano and I would ever have a disagreement that would break the bond of the brotherhood that we have. That's not what Manano said. Yeah, well, that's at least I'm just talking for no, myself. No, 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 right, yeah. So, so it's important for people to understand that. This whole battle back and forth, this crap that we give each other, the insults that go back it's and forth banter. that are edited. Yeah, it's banter. And, uh, <laughs> banter. It's, 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 it's just a relationship that... Uh, the glue. It is the glue that keeps <laughs> it is together. The glue. Yeah. Yeah. We're very different. We have a very different personality. Yeah, we're but, different, yeah. But, you're a strange but I do thing. admire and respect this son of a buck. <laughs> and uh, I don't say it often because <laughs> his get, head gets big. But Manano is in the woods. It's it's got some incredible skills. Yeah. His yeah. eyesight and his hearing hearing he are can, just freaking amazing. He can hear a mouse pissing on cotton. Yes, I'm <laughs> serious. I mean, it's it's just <laughs> it's, it's just unbelievable. And then he also has great sense of uh, you know woodsmanship yeah. too. Very and, well. And you know he orients himself very well in the woods. So I think just us understanding each other's skill sets and and using you know each one of us putting that what we can do best in front just worked out great for us so so what were those skill sets so, that you used for that so when we when we got up there he was when he was telling the story we got up there he was able to hear that the 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 elk at the time walking walking yes right which yeah. i would have not heard them you right. know and then so because of him hearing them and him trying to approach and quietly set up in a place that just kind of tipped me for the opportunity to start back back it out understanding the wind when we were in the top of the ridge and then try to call them in <clears throat> and he could see them and then obviously turn around and every once in a while give me signals of what what was happening mm-hmm. because I was placing myself as I learned from you to be in in a in a spot where I could see Manano, but hopefully the topography protected me from the elk seeing me, mm-hmm. and so that way I could communicate with Manano and then do what I needed to do based so on. So when that elk came to a stop and scan spot, that it was going to be in your shooting lane, right? in, in his my shooting, shooting lane. lane, in your shooting lane. Yeah. Yes, in correct. Yeah. Lane. So which, ahead. by the way, uh, uh, I'm going to make some. Uh, stop here because we were discussing about the communication between the people the, the guy that, that is uh, calling in uh, and the shooter right so uh, we have some miscommunication though uh, he, he was trying to wave me and I was like 
<laughs> no, that brings a, a good point that uh, we were trying to figure out if we, uh, good hand if, if, if we can do some, yeah, some, yeah. Uh, I mean. So y'all can understand one another. Yes. Yes, yes because it's really important because I, I got to see the Because elk. you can't speak but English or Spanish. Yes, <laughs> uh, both. So no. I was trying to. No. You can't understand Yeah, I was trying to say, Luis, oh, keep, keep on going. He got, he got here to the state. Never finished learning English and is already forgetting Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> Next year he won't even talk. Yeah, it's better though. But the, so, sign, the sign languages between y'all are worked out now. We we got it all worked out. Yes, sure. yes, we got so it worked out. So there's some work to do. But yeah, but uh, it's a it's a good point. It's a, it's a great idea. You know, the IT guys can, if you can bring a point with you know an idea to be able to communicate with, yeah. the, with your call guy. Oh man, that would be amazing. So. Going back to the point, uh, we communicate successfully, yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, and I got to see the elk. Yeah. So he was calling, and he actually I remember you were doing the uh, the um, John Bull call, like mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. John Bull, John Bull in uh, with cows, with yeah, and uh, and all of a sudden those cows came running, <laughs> like. <laughs> Running when I see when oh, I like said running was calf, running like a stampede. Huh? We're using calf calls. I was using calf. Yeah, cow, uh, cow and, uh, and then I was also raking a tree and doing young. young but bulls. but I think the young bull was the one that yeah brought him. I mean that that was like which is also important. I think that you know after you have an encounter like that, just have that conversation with whomever you're hunting with and, and understand the, feedback. the behavior yeah. of the animal based on what you're doing. Because if you're not seeing that animal, you're seeing your hunter. Yeah. And then, you know, the animal responds differently to certain cow, certain calls. It's just a, another good piece of information. Yeah. What is working? What is actually getting time. them to react, yes. at, react at that time? Yeah, I was yeah. trying to say, he was like, <laughs> yeah, but and I, I couldn't. I couldn't barely see him. I had to pick up my rangefinder to just kind of see his his face because right. he was kind of far. His nose, yeah, yeah, my nose. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That when you turned, it was obvious you were okay. There he is. So, <laughs> so uh, okay, the two cows uh, came just running, and I uh, I didn't have any time to draw my bow. I mean, it was in no time because I was I was. Uh, it was, this was like a, like a aspen, yeah, aspen forest, forest. Yeah. so and uh, it has like a jack pine and little aspen growing mm -hmm. so the uh, the first cow came I mean at three or four, three yards. Or four yards I couldn't really touch her almost uh, stepped on it yeah <laughs> and she saw me and of course she ran like crazy and I <laughs> yeah and I cow call I stop it at 30 yards and as I cow call I step I, I made like two step forward and I drew my boy I'm not by my bow but I didn't notice that a little limb of a, of the aspen went into my between my arrow and my rest and when I cut a loose man I cut a loose <laughs> the arrow was like <laughs> I was like oh my lord <laughs> yeah and look it, you know again Manano is a hell, yeah. heck of a shooter oh for sure uh, he he's very methodical you all saw last year on that video how he drew 
he realized his knock came out of the arrow with the bull in front of him. He let down, fixed the arrow, drew back out. All of this while the bull was within 20, 30 yeah, yards of absolutely. him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then and then actually went back and shot. So I think I, I, I mentioned it on the last podcast that I have like some sort of a checklist when I... Yeah before drawing drawing my bow and yep. if I, even drawing my bow I got like a checklist I always right. check my so you got one arrow. more thing to check now you gotta <laughs> yes. add that to your checklist yeah, because, uh, it was in a rush it was in yeah. a rush the cow was 30 yards I just stopped it and she was I mean almost to the point that I would have been but, a, but the able point, to make a shot the, the point and being I miss is, it yeah. I miss I I I I, uh, I forgot to check again yeah the, the, yeah. You know my checklist. Sure, sure. So I got, I got this. Uh, but the point is that what's important here, I think, Monano is, is the learning is that, you know, it, it, some of these things happen so quickly and dynamically that yeah, that, that, time. that you don't realize that you know normally your normal checklist you don't have that amount of time to get prepared for it, right. and you know, and and things are gonna things like that are gonna happen. Oh yeah, yeah, it's gonna happen. No, but the good thing is, uh, uh, my bow uh, <laughs> was okay. <laughs> was okay. Yeah, I mean, yes. it was. Yeah. I thought when I, when I saw the when I heard the, the you know the dry fire, it yeah. was like a dry fire, and I uh, and I saw the arrow going like going like that. I said, okay, I I didn't want to see the strings. Yeah, in, yeah. in the camps, yeah. I I I went like like mm, yeah. watching me. So, <laughs> yeah. so well, the second encounter, like minutes after that situation, I was going to the to the restroom, yeah. <laughs> and I got I got my pants on my I was almost on my knees, you know, trying to go to the restroom with no bowl, nothing in my hands, right. just just my uh, just my. I think this is going to be a reoccurring theme, if yeah. I'm not correct. Yes, yes sir. Yeah. so so. All of a sudden, I heard some like steps, like five yards away. Right. It was it was a big jack pine here on my left, and I get to see a cow going like that, going with a head out of the jack pine, <laughs> and he stepped out of the jack pine. He was like, she was looking for the women's restroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she was like, yeah, man. I couldn't believe it. I said, no, man. I, that remember, you know, this, the, the, the little, uh, the comics that the, the hunter is always with the shotgun uh, yeah. to the tree and then, right. you know, going to a restaurant like that and then the, the, the deer's like coming behind. Right. I remember that. It was like a flashback. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And then the second cow came in and she was doing like, <laughs> at four yards. Wow. <laughs> I almost cried. <laughs> I almost cried. So uh, in we the had meantime, that situation. In the meantime, he, he was, went, he was he went to he the went, restroom I was like, too. you know what? I'm just going to take the opportunity and go and take a dump. <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm coming back from taking the dump, he he's already heading back to the same spot where we kind of parted. And he looks at me. His eyes were about this big. And he's like, what happened? I was like. I don't know, a dump? <laughs> was like, I was waiting for you, the shot because were, it was like 20, I was waiting for you to yards. shoot him. Shoot who? It was like the two cows that would just walked in front of me. Well, I was thinking, well, I was, I thinking was waiting for too. that I arrow. Them, so. I was, you know, thinking in my mind, okay, you are, you know, watching me like that. I'm waiting for the arrow to hit your 
your shoulder. So take your bow with you when you go. Take yes. In the same area, in the same spot. So we the um, same dump. And, and oh, no. Look, that's for anything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, when you stop to eat, you better have an arrow knocked. When you're hauling yeah. animals yes. uh, or you're even working on an animal, yes. if you're somebody with a tag, you had better have an arrow knocked yes. because it happened, they right? show it happened up. I mean, and that happened, right, Brandon? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I promise you, if you set your bow down or you take a video of ducks, <laughs> <laughs> you will have an opportunity. <laughs> so, well, uh, on the same uh, day in the same spot, uh, yeah, right we, were after, chasing right the, we were chasing the cows. Yeah, because he heard he heard the cows go in a certain direction, and then we're like, okay, let's let's get after them, see if we can call them back in. So we go down on one side of the ridge, and and he gets in front. He thinks he hears them, so he moves in front, and I stay back and I start cow calling, cow calling, cow calling, cow calling. Yeah, and nothing. There's it was just, only cow calls. Right, and they didn't they didn't want to come in, and uh, it w we were there for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Maybe? 15, and then all of a sudden I hear branches cracking behind me from the top of the ridge coming down from where we were. There was a bull coming straight straight at me. I turn around, I I knock an arrow, I pivot on my knees, I, 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 I'm getting ready to shoot this bull that's coming straight down the hill. He got within <clears throat> 18 yards of me, frontal, covered half of his body covered by a pine tree, and I... I was, I didn't draw, like, but I couldn't draw because I, I was waiting for him to make a slight turn, and then at that point, you know, I was gonna draw. Plus, he was. But staring. before that, I was, I was trying to see the cows, and you know, I go always like that, you know, trying to uh, magnify my my hearing sense, you know, I was like, and all of a sudden, as if it's in he, there enough. Yeah, <laughs> he got quiet, and I, what happened with this guy? And he's like. And I go, oh, oh my goodness, big old bull just watching. And then when I jumped, the bull was like, oh, there is another one. I drowned him. He was 40. I mean, 40 yards away. But I, uh, he he got a bad angle. I I, I wouldn't take the shot. He, he was like, quarantine. It was marginal, so. Yes. And he immediately and, uh, spooked. After, and, after he yeah, threw, and then he immediately he, spooked he ran, and took uh, off run. Yeah. And I think that was the same bull that my dear Beto, Beto got. got. Yes. So sure um, could have been. That was the f that Close was the, the second same area. Yep. Okay. The we came to camp and tell the story to everybody, and everybody was laughing in my face. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the next true. day, the next day, no, uh, true. <laughs> the next day, this time uh, we went to the a different ridge and uh, and we started to walking. Well, we got a we got a discussion about uh, they were silent. Yeah. The cows wouldn't talk. The bull wouldn't talk. I mean, nothing. And we were walking really, really uh, quiet. Yeah. So uh, the third day, we uh, we just tried to go slow and, and quiet and make some cow calls as we walk, and that's what we did. And mm -hmm. so this time, this guy was going to the restroom. Yes. But I said, okay, this is the rest of time. 
I knock an arrow <laughs> and, I waited, and I waited for them. And guess what? They, they were coming. Yeah. <laughs> While he was in the restroom. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Restroom? There was a restroom out there? No, well, I don't no, want to say a bad word because you I was just explicitly <laughs> don't tell me. I was, uh, I was taking a dump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so when I take dumps and you'll find it, you come to realize when I take dumps, good things happen. Yeah. <laughs> That's not true. Uh, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, you, you don't got to be close to Other heat. than needing the hazmat to show up. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we were kind of... Uh, they fertilized the whole mountain over there, it sounds like. We're, it's going to be a good year next year. It'll be nice yeah. and green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, were, we were in a hill, uh, kind of a medium hill, uh, and he was to the other side of the ridge. And I was just quietly listening to the woods, and uh, and all of a sudden we, I, I heard the, uh, the elk coming uh, in the middle of the, of the meadow. A park, it was a yeah, park. it was a little park. And uh, I jumped, and I walked like 20 yards into the woods. So I, uh, I got the opportunity to draw on the first time. It was 50, but I didn't take the the shot because she was, uh, the moving. cow was moving, and and he got like. Uh, Three or three more, two more cows behind. So the second one was a calf, and the third one. Yeah, was a but I didn't cow. see the calf there. I mean, just like woods. So, so the big cow just turned left. I said, and I already ranged. I was, I, I ranged all the windows I had. So uh, she turned, she turned left and started walking to through me. I mean, to the to my left. So the cow passed through the little window I had really, really quick. The second elk was a calf, so I don't, I don't kill calf. But the third one, I got a little window at 35, and guess what? I cut it loose and I hit it. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yes. So connection. Uh, well, I got to see only the the uh, the part of the shoulder. And uh, and I make sure it was a legal animal. Uh-huh. So I uh, aimed to the shoulder and I sleep on the shoulder. It was a heck of a shot. Well, yeah, was, 30, she didn't I, run. She didn't run 15, 12, 20 yards, 13 yards, and, and uh, pile up. Pile up. Yeah, probably 13. Yeah, 13 yards, right. and uh, she was done. Y'all got some good GoPro footage of all that too. I got, it, I got it on my, yeah, uh, on go my GoPro yeah. because my cameraman Camera was, was taking a dump. Yeah. <laughs> was taking a dump. <laughs> so yeah, we had a we had a blast and we uh, we just quartered and, uh, and and packed out the, the meat to the mule and uh, which and was then, and then we got a, an emotional moment, yeah. you know, trying to go back all the things we learned <laughs> from you all and uh, and all the you yeah, know because the, it was the, the realization moment, of yeah. hey. You we know, we made it happen we, ourselves. We made it happen, man. Yeah. And and the the two of us came into the woods as a team, and and look, we've we've done it, right? And, yeah. And so it was uh, it was special. I think I think I got more emotional with Manano's cow than, than <laughs> yeah. You know, that happened to me with his bull. So, oh, <laughs> uh, and anyway, we have a beautiful moment, and uh, and I had a blast, and I'm really thankful and uh, thankful, and uh, and yes, I I enjoy the most. Well, there you have it, y'all. Part one of our Live from Elk Camp. Manano's broken the ice. And next week, three more elk bros release arrows on bulls with more drama, some super highs, and yes, 
some even lows. But if you want to find out the who, the how, and experience the peaks and valleys right along with us, then you'll have to join us next week. Right here, everybody, on Blue Collar Elk Hunting. We'll see you then. Take a good look at me. I'll be gone for a while in the backcountry. Where peace of mind is destiny. Hit the trail with the pack on my back, mountain house meals in a bivy sack. I'm gone for a while, baby, take a good look at me. top with the highest peak and no backdrop it's a long way up from here and a long way down